in the morning. When you want the news, you need the front page every hour on the press box. Nothing's writing on this except the uh, First Amendment, the Constitution, freedom of the press, and maybe the future of the country. Not that any of that matters. And now, the news. We are at Parkway Tavern in the district, Mexico, and Poland kicking off right now as Mexico starts their run in the World Cup. You can come down and watch this with us. Um, I'm hoping Poland wins here. We're, we're the gentleman at the bar who's been here for a while uh, <laughs> sipping on a beverage, got here about 7 a.m., is uh, a Mexico fan, and uh, you and I both picked Poland just, I think, to bug him. I like this guy, though. Oh, I'm as Mateo said, anyone who rolls in at 7 and orders the uh, – uh, dark beer over there. Uh, the guy, probably a Guinness over there. Good for him. Good start to the morning. Now, Monday Night Football last night, the 49ers beat the Cardinals 38-10 to in Mexico City, by the way. Uh, pretty much a complete beatdown all the way around. The 49ers basically give the ball to whoever they wanted, and they were going to get yardage yesterday. Um, San Francisco, I still don't believe they've overtaken Seattle yet in the NFC West. Do you believe they're the third best team in the NFC behind Philly and Dallas? Yeah, I do. I actually do. I watched uh, a lot of that last night. And I, I, you know what I'm looking forward to? I'm looking forward to seeing Seattle on Saturday, on Sunday live. Yeah. I really want to see them against the Raiders live to see what I think of Geno and to see what they look like live. I feel like Seattle is going to fall off. We kept like, seeing, like, we kind of have felt that for a while. Right. Like, I don't truly believe in Seattle, and I think San Francisco is going to catch them and win that division yes. and everything. But they've got a good enough record so far that. They've still got a legitimate chance to, to, even if they are bad the rest of the season, to still be in the playoffs. Because yes. I think Washington's the first team out in the NFC right now, right. so it's not like they're holding off a great team or anything. So it's the NFC is interesting because Philly's really good. Dallas, Dallas is, is really, really good. good. And then Minnesota's probably not that good. The Giants are not that good. We didn't talk yesterday about Minnesota. Did not because well. the week before we wanted to know if they were legitimate or top three, and you know Lindsay, that lunatic, uh, called in and was, or maybe she was producing the show. I don't know, but she went off on Minnesota as been, them being one of the top teams, and that was just a Jared disaster. made this point. We talked to so many Minnesota people on our show, way too many people from Minnesota come on the show. Ben Goats and last Sam Gordon, week, Lindsay Brown, yeah, uh, Megan Bozak, Megan Bozak, she came on Minnesota. Minnesota. And last week we asked all of them, and all of them were like, "Oh, we're in on the Vikings. Yes. It's real." <laughs> And then they lost by a hundred forty to, the to seven. Like on, Tony Pollard had more receiving yards than Kirk Cousins had, had passing, passing yards. yards. Unbelievable. Valid question for sure. All right, I gotta set this up for you. Lane, this is Kiffin. your school, by the way. Oh, Lane Kiffin, he's the best. Lane Kiffin uh, made fun of this TV reporter yesterday. So, John Sokoloff, he's a TV sports reporter for WCBI in Mississippi. He tweeted yesterday, breaking, Ole Miss head coach Lane Kiffin plans to step down as the Rebels coach Friday and head to Auburn to become the Tigers' next head coach, according to sources. Sources say the Tigers haven't officially offered the job to anyone yet. So Lane to Auburn is happening. Story soon. Lane Kiffin (laughs) then tweeted, this just in, breaking news. (laughs) John Sokoloff of WCBI News in Starkville, Mississippi, plans to step down as lead anchor and head to WLOX and become their new lead anchor. 
Sources say WLOX hasn't offered the job to anyone yet, so John to WLOX is happening. Story, Story soon. soon. <laughs> that is awesome. That is so typical of Lane Kiffin. And, I mean, if if John took this as gospel, but it is coming from Lane, he didn't know it was a joke? No, John, John, John Sokoloff has a source. Some John Which Sokoloff, is not Lane. No, which is not Lane Kiffin. He has a source that I'm guessing is on the Auburn side. He has a source that's telling him Lane, Lane is Kiffin's gone. going to Auburn. Right. And Lane's making fun of it and saying, hey, you're going to your competitor. Genuine uh, question. If you're Lane Kiffin, can you take the Auburn job after making this job? Oh, sure. Okay. It's okay. Lane Kiffin. Okay. I of course I mean, he can. You can that's, that is of course he can. The funniest way I've seen a coach, like, refute. I guess technically he didn't refute it. No, he didn't refute that he's going. He just yeah. made fun of the guy back. But it's one of the funniest things I've seen a coach tweet ever. But, like, if he goes to the Auburn job, like, John Sokolov is co- completely right. Yeah he, yeah, he he hit the story. He got okay. it. Breaking news. So, I don't it's just it's just funny to me. It's Lane. Yeah. It's okay, lame. so he's your guy. It's supposed to happen Friday. Do you think he goes? Uh, I'm going to say no. He doesn't go. Um, but because he doesn't possible. want to if it's offered? Okay, there's been one of the best uh, sports talk radio debates in Mississippi and Alabama the last week or so. Is Auburn a better job than Ole Miss? And Auburn uh, has a little uh, bit more money. They have more money. They have but more resources. the biggest problem for Auburn is you're in the same state as Nick Saban. And your primary goal is to beat Nick, Nick Saban. Saban. And in, in, at Ole Miss... I mean, there's expectations. Your primary goal is to beat Mike Leach? Exactly. But, like, I mean, people are disappointed that the team got blown out by Arkansas and they're going to finish as, like, the number 18 team in the country when they could have been the number, like, 9 or whatever. So there's some higher expectations, but it's not nearly the same as Auburn where you've got to beat Nick Saban. Like, that's it. If they if, right. if Auburn goes 11-1 and one and loses to Alabama and doesn't yeah, play doesn't for matter. the SEC title, it doesn't matter. Like, it's a good season, but... doesn't matter. Right. It, it, if Ole Miss goes 11-1, and one, oh, it's the best season they've ever had. Since, like, the 60s. So, Auburn's got more money, but just the expectations there and your in-state rival makes it a genuine conversation as to which job would you rather right. have. And I would still take Auburn if they're paying me more I money. I would, too. But it is, hey, how long am I – like, how long can I keep this job? And if anyone knows Nick Saban and how hard it is to beat him, it's Lane Kiffin. Well, God, it's the only game he cares about. I mean, you know, Nick Saban would go yeah. 1-11 with a win over Alabama. Right. One, that would Lane be, Kiffin. Uh, yeah, excuse me. Lane Kiffin would go 1-11 with a win over Nick right. Saban. 100% he would take that every single year. Kalon told me a couple days ago. I, you got to get rid of this echo. <laughs> I can't talk. I'm drunk. Whatever. <laughs> The Broncos waved Melvin Gordon Uh, yesterday. Fumble. He fumbled again on Sunday, uh, and that actually most likely cost the Broncos a touchdown. That was the end end of half. He had the first down and potentially could have scored, but had the first down, it would have been first and goal. He fumbled, and the ball went back past where the first down line was, and so it led to a fourth down. And then Max Crosby blocked the field. Goal. And Max Crosby's the one who stripped him for the fumble. So not that we can blame, yes, not that we can blame Melvin Gordon for the, you know, uh, blocked field goal. Not for the field goal, but you can for the fumble. But it should have been a touchdown. It ended up being a chance at three points. 
And yeah, it's about. It's, I mean, he fumbled against the Raiders, and the Raiders he scored a f- touchdown. No ball security on that guy. Yeah, he's he's fumbled twice yeah. in two games against the Raiders this year. Like you can genuinely point back to and say, if he doesn't fumble those two times, the Broncos might win both right. games against the Raiders. Uh, here's the amazing part, though: the Broncos are going to be without Chase Edmonds, the running back they traded right. for from Miami, because he's hurt. Meaning, Latavius Murray is now their projected starter. And their number two running back is Marlon Mack, who has not played a snap for them. So the Broncos were so done with Melvin Gordon that they're going to start. They're going to use guys that they barely have used, and right. one they haven't used at all this season because they trust them not to fumble the ball. It sounds yeah. like what a disaster! Unbelievable. The it just Broncos. gets worse and worse. Do you think I, we said this yesterday? I didn't get your answer. Do you think they'd fire Hackett in the midseason? At this point, what's what's purpose the point? Would it what's serve? I guess. I mean, maybe you could get a head start on. Somebody else. Well, they right? could do that behind the scenes, without, right? Without even. Yeah, maybe firing. they. I mean, I guess you could say, "Hey, be the Colts and hire somebody to be the interim off ESPN and give him a chance to win the job." Uh, Adam Schefter <laughs> is now the head coach of the Denver Broncos. But a lot of times, when you fire the coach midseason, like I get, it's just sort of okay. What what good does it do you if you're out of the playoff picture, right? right. So I could understand just letting him finish it out, but. Maybe there's somebody out there that they I don't I don't know who their assistants are. Maybe there's somebody out there that Gary Kubiak that they they'd want to see as in an interim role and see hey what can you do for eight games and maybe you got a shot at winning this job or hey can you make Russell Wilson look like a good quarterback again in the last eight right. games of the season and maybe you do a good job and and you get the job. I don't care about him. Next question. Zach Wilson might not start for the Jets. Uh, the Jets host the Bears this week. Zach Wilson was 9 of 22 on Sunday in a 10-3 loss to the Patriots. Did you see the Jets had two yards in the second half? Yes, yes. Two yards in an entire half of football. And Robert Sala still hasn't said he's not the quarterback. And then, the, I, and here's the interesting part to me. After the game, Zach Wilson got asked, hey, you know, do you feel like the offense let the defense down? And he just said no. Yeah. One word walked, answer. He, no, and no. he walked off. And that was it. And I wonder, obviously he didn't play very well. I wonder, do you think Robert Sala is making this decision because Zach Wilson didn't play well or because he hasn't taken accountability? Oh, I think he doesn't play well. If he's if he's played well, I don't think he cares what he says to the media. Or how well, there's says. no accountability to I take mean, if he plays exactly. well. Exactly. I mean, it's true. I mean, but it, So after the game, uh, Garrett Wilson and um, Robert Sala both said they played like bleep to the media. Bleep, bleep. Yeah, the offense, bleep. The offense yes. played like yes. bleep. And Zach Wilson, meanwhile, was like, no, we're no. fine. Yeah. And I, I just, again, he didn't play well, so obviously that could be a big reason why. But I just wonder if, if maybe part of it is this guy's not taking any accountability for how bad he plays. We're going to go to Joe Flacco just so we don't have terrible press conferences. I still think it's because he played like crap. Most likely. Wow. Sorry. Um, I got you. Thank you. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> Also, that game we're going to see Jets and Bears. Hopefully I don't see too much of it. But Justin Fields could be done for the season. Um, Bears have not actually said anything one way or the other. Matt Heberflus, this was his quote yesterday when asked if his injury was season-ending. We haven't ruled that out at this point. We'll see where it is on Wednesday. <laughs> so if he can come out on Wednesday and throw a ball, he's not at the season. But if he doesn't show up on he's Wednesday, done. he's not even at the facility. He's like, well, he's done for the season. <laughs> so... The, the Bears are like, I mean, that, that's Golden Knights level of we're not saying anything about injuries. So Justin Fields could be done for the season. And this, to me, 
we talk about decisions and what you do with your quarterbacks and all that. The Bears are not going to go to the playoffs this year. No. But Justin Fields has been very, very good recently. It's the best he has looked. They finally decided to give him some, some runs. And, and it looks like if you're the Bears, well, Justin Fields. That guy could be our actually the answer as our quarterback in the future. And I wonder if you're the Bears and if you're Justin Fields, is it better to shut him down because ah, he might be hurt and uh, we don't want to get him more hurt and just have him ready to go for next season? Or is it better to make sure he comes back and continues to play because he's because played he's well. starting to play well and they started to and design you, things for right, him. Right, and you want to see it. Uh, depending on how he's how much he's hurt, I would shut him down. It, it is non-throwing shoulder injury, so it's it shouldn't. I mean, shouldn't have, well, it, it shouldn't hurts, impact, but it's, it hurts, he should yeah. be able to throw the yeah, ball or exactly. whatever. I would. I mean, again, if he's really hurt, you're not going to play you, him. No, but, you shut him down. I would lean towards playing him still. If he's if he can yeah, gut it out. Right. I would lean towards say, hey, like we still want to see it. Like things are they're, they're not winning a lot, but things are going better for our offense. Right. We need to get as much information on you as we can. Are you the answer? Right. At this position. It's the most important position. Are you the answer? So I would lean towards, yep, yeah, let's get him back, let's play him, even if that non throwing shoulder is ninety percent or eighty five percent. I would do that. Obviously, if he's really hurt. Then you, you shut, shut him, him down. down. Or, and to me, maybe the best case scenario is, hey, he, he sits out the next three weeks and then plays the last four or right, five of the right. season. That, to me, might be the best overall which is, answer. Which is fun. Yeah, and just to get another four or five games yeah. on the, hey, what is Justin Fields for us? All right, coming up next. 0-0 zero, zero here, huh? It is. Still scoreless, Mexico and Poland. But coming up next, the Golden Knights played one of the wildest periods in franchise history last night. Carlson blocks the forward pass from Demko. It goes behind. Marcia so sneaks it in front. Smith banging away. Score! The Knights have tied it. Marcia so to Smith. 4-4 with 11 minutes to go in the third period. Stevenson taps it for Martinez. Back to the left. Stevenson in the circle. It's Stone. The righty side of the net. Petrangelo. He scores! Alex Petrangelo. And the Knights take the lead 5-4. We're back to the press box with Grady and Bischoff. We are live from Parkway Tavern and the district, thanks to Finley, Toyota, Mexico, and Poland. Scoreless in the 21st minute. Uh, we'll see if Mexico can get a win to draw level with, surprise, Saudi Arabia in their group. Um, I very much enjoy uh, that there is a man here eating pizza. Full pepperoni, it seems like. Oh, and he's got the beer, choice. he's got the brew, 8 a.m. Phenomenal kids, going, kids coming strong, Danny. And you, this kid is strong. You're over I'm here jealous. talking to me when I walk in with, like, Chick-fil-A in the morning. I come in with Chick-fil-A, this guy's got a whole pizza. I'm, I'm very jealous. Let's start doing that. Eat a pizza. You want, the, a, you want a pizza at 8 a.m., Danny? Absolutely. I could eat pizza at no, any boy. time. He's got the trifecta going. He's got the trifecta <laughs> going. He's got the full pepperoni. He's got the beer, and he's texting on his phone. He's not even paying attention to this yeah, yeah. game. No, no, see, the key there is he was texting with his pinky because he's got grease on the rest of his yes. fingers. That go. is a Strategies. pro move. Um, okay, you're going to laugh at this because uh, I went to watch basketball and other things. I just assumed the Knights were the easy win on 2-1 after two periods last It should have been. should have been a 2-1 win, but it's uh, possibly the greatest period in franchise history happened last night. The Golden Knights and Canucks, 2-1 lead for Vegas going into the third period. 
right? This is the team that we've talked about. Oh, they're great defensively. The system's great. They shut the system, things down. The system, the zone system. Up 2-1 to one against a bad Vancouver Canucks team. The Golden Knights managed to give up three straight goals. Fall behind 4-2. to two. No worries. The Golden Knights scored three, three straight goals and win it 5-4. to four. Kind of incredible. Uh, a crazy quarter, or a crazy period, I should say. And none of that even tops what was the weirdest thing that happened in the entire game. In that third period, when it was 4-4, four to four, Mark Stone scored a goal to make it 5-4. to four. But before Mark Stone scored that goal, the puck hit a camera that was sticking through the glass. If you're unaware, um, around the glass in hockey in the corners, there's little holes mm-hmm. for cameramen to put, put their, the camera put through, their, put their lenses through, and get good photos. Okay. And the puck apparently either went into this hole or the camera lens was sticking out a little bit, hits the camera, and part of the camera goes on bouncing the onto the ice. So you got to stop play. Now, the refs didn't see it when it happened live, so they didn't stop play. Play went on, and about, I don't know, 10 seconds later, Mark Stone, Stone scored. scored. Well, Vancouver challenges. I didn't even know you could challenge this because I'd never seen it before. For um, you know, a, a stoppage. It should have been, they were like, there's an equi- it should have been an equipment stoppage. They go back and review it. There's a camera lens bouncing on the ice. Yep, we should have blown the whistle dead. Goal comes off no the goal. board. What? I've never seen that before. I've never seen, hey, we should have blown. Never seen the, I've never seen the puck hit the camera. Oh, that too. Right. You don't see the camera get hit. You don't see the camera flying onto the ice. And you don't see play continuing despite something on the ice. And right. then a goal gets overturned. Right. Like, one of the craziest things that you've seen. And, it, again, that was, the Golden Knights, that was their go-ahead goal in the third period, right? Obviously, they ended up getting a go-ahead goal anyways and won the game. But if the Golden Knights, instead of going on and scoring, if the Golden Knights give up a goal and lose 5-4, to four, you're looking back saying they lost the game because a camera lens got hit and fell on the ice? That's part of what happened in that period. Another crazy thing that happened in the third period, Luke Shen scored for Vancouver. For some reason, Nick Hay tried to catch the puck with his hand. Right. With his hand. Try to catch a shot on goal with his hand. And, I st- and, and what happened, the puck was probably going over the crossbar. And Nick Haig tries to catch it, and it deflects into the goal. Off his hand into the goal. I, I'm so, I don't understand what Nick Haig was doing there. Why did he try to catch the puck? It's a shot on goal? Yeah. All he had to do was, like, move I mean, a tad bit right. to the left and it would have hit over. his arm. Right. Or he just would have blocked it with his right. body. Blocked it. Which is what you normally you're do in that to do. scenario. You're right. to do. Or just not done anything and, and it probably flies over. He tried to catch it. First off, beyond the whole strategy part of hockey, wouldn't that hurt? Yes. <laughs> did, he, did he have to skate off? <laughs> no, he's fine. I know there's some padding on the inside part of the glove and it wasn't like a 90-mile-an-hour slap shot. It was more of a wrist shot. But, like, what are you doing there? Yeah. <laughs> he tried to catch the puck. It's Logan Thompson? He tried to catch the shot, yeah. Logan Thompson. Logan Thompson's probably like, what are you doing? Right, he gives up what a goal because Nick Hague tried to catch it. And that's why, as I will continue to tell you over and over, Mexico nearly scored uh, just wide of the post on a header. Pizza um, guy never moved. Did not. He was, he's <laughs> smart. He knows. He knows. Pizza guy never moved. Um, 
But, like, if you're Logan Thompson, that counts against your goal. Every stat you have, oh, that no, that's, that's, against. Oh, that's no, against, that's goals against. I will continue yelling, we need own goals in hockey, and own goals should not count against goalie stats. That should go down as Nick Haig right. own goal, Nick Hague, and it should goal. not be a right. goal against right. Logan, Logan Thompson. Thompson. It should be like when somebody scores an empty netter, that doesn't right. count against the goalie. Right. That's what should happen. Right. Where are the own goals for when the players that are not the goalies screw up? They often do something dumb that leads to a goal, like try to catch it, and it ends up costing the goalie. I'm just saying, we need own goals in hockey. Um, all right, let's go here. This is my favorite topic, obviously. Oh, uh, here we go. Phil Kessel played 38, 38 seconds, seconds in, the third period. in the third period last night. Um, just to give you some comparisons, right? He was on the third line with Paul Cotter and Jake LeCision last night. Paul Cotter played one minute and 20 seconds. Jake LeCision played one minute and 35 seconds. Again, Phil Kessel played 38 seconds. And the two guys he was sharing a line with played a minute more than him last night. Phil Kessel got benched. This is what you've wanted. This is what you've waited for. The only thing that's different is he's not in the press box wearing right. a nice suit. They are wasting a spot in the lineup on Phil Kessel. I mean, that number tells it all. Look at what you have for his course yeah. and his expected goals rate. Mexico almost scored again, but they did not. Still if you good. hear our friend in the background. Well, he's excited either way. Yeah. Um, <laughs> He's been talking the entire time. Phil Kessel had a 27% Corsi and a 20% expected goals, goals rate, rate last night when he was on the ice. They were not good when he was out there. It's it's a justified benching, right? It's completely justified for Bruce Cassidy to not play Phil Kessel in a close game in the third period. Right? Completely justified. But here's the fascinating part to me. What's Phil Kessel supposed to do for this team? Well, he's supposed to score goals. The Golden Knights were down by two goals in the third period after they gave up. The three straight, the three, right? To go down 4-2. And Phil Kessel still couldn't get on the ice. Right. This was not, I mean, part of the third period was, but this was not, hey, we're just holding on to a lead and Phil Kessel's not out there to defend leads for us. They were losing by two goals. And he's the one who's supposed to score goals. And Bruce Cassidy said, I'm still not putting him right, on the ice he's for more than good. 38 seconds. Right. They're wasting a lineup spot right. on Phil Kessel. Now, again, who was out of the lineup last night? Was it Michael Amadio? Yes. It's not like the Golden Knights have some unbelievable player that's out of the lineup, right? Like we're talking about Michael Amadio. Michael Amadio would have played a minute and 30 seconds in the right. third period last night. So it's not like there's some obvious, oh, you have to play that guy. But Phil Kessel doesn't have a legitimate role on this team right now. His role on this team is we can't play him in the third period of a close game, and that's an unusable player. And he's on the third line. This isn't Ryan Reeves on the fourth line who you don't trust to score goals. Your argument's getting more and more legitimate as we go on here. Because Phil Kessel's Millsy getting and, benched. Millsy and uh, uh, Lindsay on here to now discount this. <laughs> you, can, you can give out the numbers. You can give out the 38 seconds he that he played. 38 seconds in the yeah. third period. That's not good. That's the coach effectively benching Phil Kessel. So I'm, I'm curious. And again, Against a bad team, too. This was not, this was not Colorado. This was yeah. not Calgary. Vancouver's awful. And Bruce Cassidy didn't trust him in the third period of a close game, third period of a two-goal deficit. Did not trust him at all. Can I give you the thumbs down on the Vancouver Retros? Oh, you don't like them? Yeah, it's too busy. Oh. Too bu Who's that person with it's, the— So that is Johnny Canuck. Uh, I don't like Johnny. Uh, to give you the quick no. uh, quick definition, Johnny Canuck is a Canadian cartoon hero and superhero no. who was created as a political cartoon no. in 1869 but was later reinvented as a Second World War no. action hero in the 1940s. I don't like anything I couldn't wear outside. I what couldn't wear mean? this. I couldn't wear this. I, people would stare. The jersey? Yeah, people what if, would okay, stare. What if it was just on a shirt, just that logo on a shirt? Can't do it. 
I like plain stuff. Oh, I like very plain stuff. So I'm telling you, I, I, if I wasn't in the position I'm at with the newspaper and the radio, the one thing I might wear, might, if I had nothing to do with sports, is the throwback. I don't know if it's a throwback. The new Golden Knights jersey. The black one. Yes. Yeah, yeah. The fake in throwback. In a T-shirt. Yeah, they're, they're all – I mean, it's a fake throwback because they don't right. have a – Because they don't have one. They've been a team for five years. Right. They exactly. can't have a throwback. Yeah, yeah. I would so wear that. In a T-shirt, you would wear that. Absolutely. Okay. I think that, that's been my favorite one I like it, forever. too. I do. I like it, too. I think it's really but good. I also like the Canucks one. You like Johnny Canucks? Oh, Johnny Canucks. Great. I, I will say this. The Canucks having a whale logo, the, the killer whale, yes. the orca logo – I think I would rather have something with a killer whale on it than Johnny Canuck. Than Johnny Canuck? But Johnny Canuck's solid, right? That's, that's fine. You'd wear that? Yeah, oh yeah. If I, was a Canuck, oh, if I was a Canucks fan, I'd be all over that. That'd be great. I'd love every second of that. So, yeah. Oh, absolutely. I think it's a, I think yeah. it's a very good jersey. I don't I'm know. looking I, at him. I don't know if Canadians like Johnny Canuck. Maybe they don't like him. I'm assuming they like him because the Canucks put him on the jersey. Oh, uh, yeah. But they're not going to put anything on the jersey they don't think they can sell. Yeah, I'm not going to sit here. I don't. I'm not Canadian. We'll have to ask Darren Millard if he if Johnny Canuck is a big well, deal. Well, you ask Darren Millard if uh, your guy Kessel should be playing this week. Phil Kessel should be Johnny Canuck. <laughs> Johnny Canuck played 38 less seconds than Phil Kessel in the third period last night. Guy's a cartoon from the exactly. 1940s. He might as well be on the third line. All right, coming up next, we're going to jump back into some college basketball because the Mountain West might actually be really good. Gilbert dribbling out top. Keyshawn right side to Luis Rodriguez. Luis shoots a three and he hits it. Boy, nice shot off the bounce by Luis. He scored five straight points. Rebels down by two. Harkless over to Rodriguez. Rodriguez drives. Kicks into the corner. Parquet. Parquet back to Rodriguez on the left wing. Rodriguez with seven on the clock. Tough shot from the baseline. Is good. Nice shot, Luis. And the Rebels tie it up. Scoring four straight points to start the half. Live from the Finley Toyota ESPN Las Vegas studios, this is the Press Box with Graney and Bischoff. Still scoreless, Mexico and Poland, 36th minute here Still. as we're getting close Oh, there to he is. There's, that is not the pizza guy. <laughs> that is not the pizza guy. Uh, we'll get into the World Cup in just a few minutes. I did want to go back to college basketball. Because the Mountain West might be good. Uh, so let's yeah. start here with Nevada. They beat Tulane yesterday. Uh, Nevada is now 5-0. and oh. They are now, like UNLV, a top 100 team by Ken Palm. Similarly to UNLV, their schedule has not been very good. Uh, UNLV actually has a better win. Dayton is better than anybody Nevada has played. But they've beaten Tulane and Grand Canyon. Those are the only two... <clears throat> Excuse me. Those are the gotcha. two decent teams that they have played. But the interesting part about Nevada, they have some of the best rim protection in the country right now. And, again, it's early. Their schedule is not very difficult. But right now, they're top five in the entire country in blocks and top five in the entire country in opponent two-point field goal percentage. Nobody is able to score layups on Nevada. That's And you have your score down here. I think it's too high. UNLV Nevada? UNLV is going to be a 38-35 <laughs> winner against UNR, uh, and there were, no one will make the layup. No okay. one will make a layup the entire game. Is it a genuine question to ask, will if, UNLV football or basketball score more points against Nevada this year? After Hawaii, I'm going with basketball. <laughs> after the Hawaii game, I'm going with basketball. Might be close, though. Like, we might have a genuinely low-scoring game, like unbelievably low-scoring. What if they're both in the 30s? 11 to 10 at half. Uh, listen, I 
from an aesthetics standpoint, the way UNLV plays basketball this year, I don't really like it. Right? It's not very pleasing to watch. It's I'm not like complaining, but it's if right. I was picking the basketball team to cover, it would not be the team that no. plays like UNLV. But if we get a game where the offenses are so inept or the defenses are so good be beautiful. that it's like 14 to 12 at halftime, oh, and, I'm, great. and I'm sitting here and I'm like, this is what my high school basketball team looked like, right? Oh, I'll be all in on that terrible game. Yeah. That'll be fun. Because that'll be like, ah, oh, they scored with eight minutes to go, didn't score the rest of the game, and won. Like, that'll be, that'll be the game. Don't you want a final in the 30s? It'd be so amazing. It'd be awesome. And It'd be here's, awesome. Here's the other team. San Diego State. Beat Ohio State yesterday, 88-77. San Diego State, who suddenly in the last few several years couldn't score, I think have scored 80-plus yeah. in every game. So their their defense is still good, but their offense is top 30 in Ken Palm. Yeah. Now, I've been throwing out a lot of Ken Palm numbers this morning. It's still early for Ken Palm. It still takes a while for Ken Palm to sort of normalize the season. So the numbers aren't exactly the Bible at this point, but they're top 30 in Ken Palm offense at the moment. They have three straight wins over top 100 teams. Yep. And they play Arizona that uh, be, next. And Arizona's only laying one tonight. Yeah. That's going to be a heck of a game, I think. So here's here's a question for you. It's it's early, right? But are we looking at a San Diego State team that is as good as the Malachi Flynn team that would have gotten a one or a two seed in the NCAA tournament had it not been canceled, and the Kawhi Leonard team? Like, those are the two best San Diego State teams that uh, they've been pretty much good every year, but those were the two legitimate contenders for the national championship. It's hard to say they're better than Malachi Flynn because that would have been a one or two seed. And I don't right. think they're getting a one or two seed this year. I think they're as good as the Kawhi team. They're deep. Uh, J.D. Ledee, that kid is really good. The TCU transfer, he's really good. They've got some guys who can shoot, the, you know, finally. Um, I think they can be better than the Kawhi team. Malik, again, one or two seed. What were they, like 31 and two? I think, they were 30 know. and two. They were okay. number six in Ken Palm. And one of those two losses? UNLV. Mighty Rebels. So here, here are the two best San Diego State teams. Uh, the Kauai team was 34-3. and three. They got a two seed. They were eighth in Ken Palm at the end of the year. Uh, and then the year where the NCAA tournament was canceled, they were sixth in Ken Palm. So probably a two seed, but had a shot at a one seed there at 30-2. and two. This year's team is already 15th in Ken Palm. And obviously that changes as the season goes, but like, they beat Arizona tonight? Yeah, and then they get the winner of Creighton, Arkansas, if that like, would happen. There's, if they win in Maui, I think that conversation becomes a real conversation. Yeah. Now, that's a big if. Again, that's a huge if. Arizona, Arizona Arkansas, tonight, Arizona. or whatever, that, whatever that matchups Creighton. are. Creighton, who's like, really good. It's, it's, a, it's a big if, but if they yeah. do, I think that's a fair conversation yeah. to start sort of asking. I mean, they uh, could win, They could lose the next two and still be really, really oh, good. Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah. If they I mean, lose they, to Arizona by one and, and Arkansas like Creighton or something by like that. two. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, yeah. They're not going to fall very much in Ken Palm. They're not no. going to be – that's not going to hurt them no. very much uh, if they lose them by close games. Obviously, you lose by 20, then you got some issues here. All right. We're going to wrap up this segment with a story here. That is one of the wildest this stories – crazy. I, I think I've ever seen. Yes. So – Last week, New Mexico and New Mexico State were supposed to play a basketball game. It got canceled. And this is the story as to why that game got canceled. I'm going to try to summarize this from the Albuquerque Journal. There was a fight at the New Mexico-New Mexico State game. Football game. Football game. Earlier this year. Apparently, that, in, that fight involved a New Mexico State basketball player named Mike Peak, And apparently... He beat up a couple of New Mexico students. 
So three New Mexico students that apparently got beat up by Mike Peak plotted this revenge plan. They had a 17-year-old freshman at New Mexico texting Mike Peak when Mike Peak and the New Mexico State basketball team came to New Mexico to play the Lobos, right? She was texting Mike Peak. She told police that she promised to have sex with Mike Peak if he would come to campus. If he would go to her dorm. So he gets in an Uber and comes to campus to her dorm. When they're walking outside the dorm, the three guys basically jump Mike Peak. One of them has a gun, is holding a gun on him. The other two walk up behind him, and one of them hits him with a baseball bat. According to what they told police, Mike Peak runs, right? And when he runs away, he gets shot at. And apparently he got hit and was injured. He survived in this. But while he's running away, he apparently had a gun on him and fired back and killed one of the three guys that had tried to jump him. Mike Peake eventually uh, got somewhere safer, called his teammates, called police, and the game ended up getting canceled. So one of those three guys died. Mike Peake had injuries. He is going to survive. Okay, there's so much, there's so much to this story. I, I asked you before, first of all, Mike Peak, don't go out after hours. It's bed check. Second of all, why, if Mike Peak's going to meet the girl, because uh, she promised sex in, at, at her dorm, do you think he knew something was coming? First, here's the thing. On the charter plane going from Las Cruces <laughs> to Albuquerque, they do they not they go through bus? security? They get or a, they, they might have gone bus? to the bus. They might have gone on the bus and, and done that. Maybe that's why he had the gun. Yeah. Why does Mike Peake have a gun on a road trip? I mean, the last time he saw people from New Mexico, he got in a fight with them. I mean, I'm sorry. I, I think this, this is one of the craziest stories I've heard. But the fact that he brought a, a gun with him, and on, I guess he brings the gun. If he brings a gun on the trip, then I guess you do bring the gun in the middle of the night. Well, that's when you're taking it, that, yeah. That, that's when you're taking <laughs> that's it. That's the number one exactly. time you're using it if you're Mike Peake. What if there were no other three guys and you showed up and the girl goes, what's the gun for? <laughs> I mean, you got to be prepared. Don't know if I can trust you. So here, here's the other part of this. Uh, you know who I feel bad for? Obviously, somebody died in this scenario. Yes. Um, but you, I feel bad for Jeff Grammer, who covers New yes. Mexico for the Albuquerque Journal. I am pretty certain Jeff Grammer has covered more homicides revolving around the New Mexico, New Mexico basketball team than he has, the than he has NCAA team. tournament yes, games. exactly. Because there was a... There was a party two, three years ago where, like, a softball player got shot and a basketball player was at it, and he had to cover that. Jeff Grammer has the worst beat in the country. The amount of time – and I think Jeff Grammer used to be a crime reporter. Yes. So, like, yes. he's he's well-prepared for He's educated on who to call and how to get information. He's had to have covered 15, 20 arrests slash situations where somebody got arrested. Maybe it wasn't the actual basketball player. He's had to cover like he's had to have covered like twenty of those. Yeah, yeah. Like it's unbelievable the amount of times. Oh, they want a penalty. There's a Mexican player down in the box. They're not getting a penalty though. Not happening for Mexico. Still scoreless. So there's your absolutely wild story from New Mexico. Between that Mexico and a puck State. hitting a, a camera, we had some crazy, crazy stories. This is a little nuttier. Good eight thirty segment coming up next. We get into the World Cup. 
Here's Kane. Rashford's first involvement is an opportunity. And he might score with his first involvement opportunity as well. Marcus Rashford, welcome to the game. 5-1 to England. Pulisic on the run. Pulisic has Wea. Pulisic rolls it in. Tim Wea! Pass Wayne Hennessy into the back of the net to give the United States their first World Cup goal in eight years and gives them the lead here in Qatar over Wales. 1-0. You're sitting in the press box with Graney and Bischoff on ESPN Las Vegas. Follow them on Twitter at Ed Graney and Bischoff underscore Tyler. We are at Parkway Tavern in the district near Green Valley Ranch. It is scoreless at halftime between Mexico and Poland. Second half coming up in about 10 minutes. We'll get more into the United States 1-1 draw with Wales. That's Bischoff's briefs today, so stay tuned. I'll get some questions about that, that. baby. Okay. Keep, I, was on a, I was on a plane. I'm ready for your questions. I've got a lot of questions on the Americans. How about that one? Um, I uh, have one important update for you from one of our regular guests, Cassie Soto. Oh, no. She texted me this morning saying During uh, this game? that her fiancé, Estrus, yes. couldn't call out of work this morning to watch the game. So he is not watching Mexico play Poland right now because How he had to How did he plan work. this with, like, a vacation day? I don't know. I think he I mean, probably deserves some blame here. Yes, it's all on him. Um, I We also don't know what his job is every time Cassie's Well, like, we can't. It's, it's, it's top a, secret. It's like a secret, secret job or yeah, something. Yeah, Because Cassie also told me he, like, can't have his phone on him, so he can't even, like, watch it on his phone uh, while at work. No idea what he does. I have absolutely no clue what he does. This kid doesn't have vacation? Yeah. I, I mean, he's not taking it for his wedding. They got engaged. Now they haven't even set a date. I don't know if they're ever getting married. I feel like... <laughs> I thought they had a date. It's so far down the line, I don't believe it. First of all, <laughs> it's during football season, which That's right. we give her a hard time on that anyway. But I, I think the job probably deserves a little bit of blame. I told Cassie that he should just quit the job. But the job probably deserves a little bit of blame. But also, I'm with you. The schedule's been out for a while yes. here. Like, he, he knew when they were playing their first game. I mean, I'm just to compare to me, I bought plane tickets for the World Series in September. Right, the Astros weren't even weren't even in the World Series right. yet, and I bought plane tickets months in advance. So uh, you got to plan a little bit better if you want to watch uh, Mexico. Play this is disappointing. Poland. I it talked is. to Cassie yesterday and told her to tell Estrus Happy Thanksgiving. I'm taking that back. Nightmare, nightmare How situation. How did he there. not watch this game? I don't know. It's not very good. Um, That's you missing a 10:20 p.m. tip off for UNLV, right? When you're down in energy drinks <laughs> like Jared. <laughs> now, uh, this morning, Ed. At 2 a.m., I did not watch this. I could have just stayed up after the UNLV game and just not gone to sleep. But Saudi Arabia beat Argentina 2-1. to 2-1. One. One. one of the biggest upsets in the history mm. of the World Cup is Saudi Arabia, who came into this, I don't know, they were bottom three or four in odds to win the World Cup, one of the four worst teams in this Argentina is one of the five best teams yes. in this right it's like it's Brazil it's France it's Argentina it's it's, it's Germany uh, Spain and England and Germany like those are the best teams in the world and Saudi Arabia beat Argentina 2 to 1 here's some fun stats from that game Argentina had 15 shots Saudi Arabia had 3 oh i was going to say 2 I was going to say they scored their both goals on both Argentina shots. had six shots on goal. Saudi Arabia had two. Uh, like hockey, soccer has expected goals. Argentina's expected goals was 2.3. 
Saudi Arabia's was point one five. I was going to say point. Point one five. They scored two goals on three shots, four minutes apart, by the way, and beat Argentina. Now, Argentina in the first half, I think it was three goals got called out because offsides. of offsides. Yeah. So they were very – and one of them on the replay, uh, the little technology they show, we're talking like – an inch? Barely an inch. And so Argentina had a really good chance to be up like 4 nothing at halftime, but they were offside three times, and they end up losing to Saudi Arabia 2-1, to one, which is unbelievable at this point. And it sets up one, obviously, Argentina could be in some trouble because they've got to play Mexico and Poland next. Right. They'll be favored in those two games, and if they win both of them, they're, they'll, they'll they're, be, they're, they're on. They should be fine. They go that result's actually pretty terrible for Mexico or Poland because if Argentina gets it together and beats Mexico yes. and Poland, then they're through. And then Saudi Arabia's got three points. Mexico and Poland, they're going to have to beat somebody. Right. And they'll get to play Saudi Arabia. The loser Arabia. of this one's in trouble. Yeah. And so there's that could be very bad news for Mexico or Poland, Poland. depending on how this second half ends up playing out. But that's uh, – that's one of the most shocking results that I think we'll ever see in the World Cup. I mean, Saudi Arabia is not good. And uh, Danny told us during the break that Saudi Arabia declared tomorrow a national oh, holiday. Tomorrow, they should. It should be a month. <laughs> no one should be going to work for a month in that place. Come on. So Saudi Arabia beating Argentina is pretty ridiculous. Uh, pretty absurd. Uh, but so, cool. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it's cool when things like that happen. I'm just disappointed that was the 2 a.m. game. Because I didn't get to watch it. I wish that was the game right now. Yeah. Or the 11 o'clock game. So I well, we wouldn't it. have been entertained by our friend who, by the way, left at halftime. Where's he going? I assume he's going to watch it somewhere else. I assume he's going to another bar. Yeah. Why wouldn't you? So there's your start. Uh, France plays later today. They play Australia. France, the reigning champion of the World Cup. Uh, they start their run. One of their best players, though, Kareem Benzema, got hurt in training before the World Cup, and he's done. Will not play in the World Cup. So France did you make is a, a pick before this? Did you make a pick before this World Cup? I win? I did not. Okay, I'll make one for you right now. That I I hate making this pick. England's going to win the World Cup. Okay, I picked Germany. They have a chance. Yeah, but England's winning the World Cup.